One, two, three. Welcome to Three Song Stories, the podcast that discovered tying music and memory to interviewing brings out the storyteller and our guests so well, it even works with teenagers. Thanks for listening. I'm Mike Canary. Our guest today is Declan Ireland. Declan's a 16-year-old sophomore theater major at Cypress Lake High School Center for the Arts. He says some of his interests include Dungeons and Dragons and video games, and that his favorite food is pulled pork, and his favorite color is orange. When I started scanning my 16-year-old daughter Guinevere's friends for a possible test subject for our teen pilot episode, he sprung immediately to mind. So we're glad he's agreed and that we finally got him into the Three Song Stories guest chair. How's that, Tara? Better. So great. (laughs) Okay, that's how the podcast started right there. Hey, Declan, how are you doing? Uh, I'm doing very well, thank you. I'm um, excited to be here. You're the first guest we've ever had on the show that I drove here. <laughs> <laughs> um, All right. uh, what'd you think of the Moxie Fruvis? The what? The Moxie Fruvis that we exposed you to on the way the here. Band the, the band. Band. Oh, the I forgot the name. Uh, it was it was pretty good. Uh, I enjoyed it. I liked that song. It was like something about King Spain. Of Spain. I liked the King of <laughs> yeah. Spain. One. That one was really something catchy. Something about Spain. Yeah, it I was love something it. about Spain. Um, do you remember the first time that you and I met? No, no. absolutely not. Maybe well, I'm going re- to recall. No, no. I mean, I had you'd seen you, but we picked you up once, and we stuck you in the back seat of my car. And oh, as we were leaving, yeah. I made some kind of dad joke with grammar where I said something improperly. You were like nine and you like totally called me out <laughs> and you're like that's not proper grammar and i said <laughs> i said um well you know once you know the rules it's okay to break them sometimes and you said something like fair enough <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like me <laughs> yeah okay so you're the first uh, this is the teen pilot episode right. um so what what has the musical background of your childhood been like so far well um <laughs> for i'd say about half of my life i didn't listen to any music at all and uh, then in sixth grade, and for all of sixth grade, I listened to only Journey, purely Journey. And that, and then seventh grade, it was only Panic at the Disco. <laughs> and Wait, then what? <laughs> in seventh grade, I only listened to Panic at the Disco and like a bit of Journey, and that was all How I listened to. I did not to. know that. By the I way, knew. that's Guinevere. She's, we've got a full house today. Hi. Everybody say hi, Tara. Hello. Hello. Say, say, Richard, say hi. Hi. Uh, Jared, say hi. Alola. Alola. That's what he does. So, Panic at the Disco, continue. Uh, And then eighth grade, uh, I started actually thinking about what I listened to and not just listening to. And then I got a lot of music taste from my parents. Uh, Like, most of my favorite bands nowadays are from my parents. In fact, my favorite artist I got from my mom, uh, Ben Folds, and his band Ben Folds 5 are my favorite artists. I love Ben Folds. Yeah, he's (laughs) very good. Um, so journey, got to stick back with journey, journey here for a little bit. So, so you must have like a journey soul. <laughs> then, if I you mean, spent a whole year listening to journey as a middle schooler. Uh, well, every, every time I listen to journey, I always just think of uh, journey was one of my songs, but then I changed it because I had another song that I thought might work better. Not really, but I liked it more. Um, whenever I listen to journey, I remember these like very quiet bus rides home from like after school activities that I would have, especially like our middle school has this thing called game club where people just go and play board games. And like I would get on the activity bus and just sit there for a while and I would listen to Journey the whole way home uh, every time. Actually, one time um, the bus driver didn't know I was there, so I went all the way to the bus depot. (laughs) Yeah, and I was like, sir, is this Lexington Middle School? In your own journey bubble. Yeah, I was reading too at the same time. Got a favorite journey song? <sighs> no, I can't think. I don't. All the journey songs have melded together in my mind at this Shout point. Shout out to Fei, Rodi. Yeah, yeah, Kinfei. Huge fan. Um, if you Past have guest. to recall back, what's mm. the f- earliest musical memory you can recall? Like what would pop up if you try to go back as far as you can? That's actually one of my songs. Oh. Yeah. Well, um, then pause. Pause. I have to ask. Why did you not listen to music until sixth grade? I did. Oh, I did listen to music. The only song I listened to was Thrift Shop by Macklemore. <laughs> well, that only came out at a certain time. So when you were even younger, you just maybe don't remember Nothing. any of that Nothing. at all. So I'm sure you're exposed to some kind of music. Well, it was there, but I didn't choose to sure. listen to it. It was just in my house. Right, right, right. Yeah. 
What, what do you? And that was. Oh, Rainbow Connection. That's all I'm thinking of because, like, when I was like a very, very well, that's a story. Right. Okay. Let's, let, let's not get yeah, there. Yeah. So yet. we can't. Not stories we're yet. We're pausing on that. Okay. We're getting ahead of more, ourselves. A couple more questions here. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you have a list. You played yeah. um, Triangle in the band in middle school, I, right? No, no. I played. <laughs> I, uh, I believe it was called. Once I got to high school, they called it Rack City. That was what uh, my um, conductor said. He called it. He called it Rack City. Describe what that entails. Um, just all the stuff that nobody else wants to do. So Triangle was there. Um, symbols, not crash symbols, just symbols like the sitting symbol, big bass drum, uh, just a lot of weird stuff, you know, like, um, I don't know how to describe it. It was outlier percussion instruments. Yes, exactly. Precisely like that. Just like those like weird instruments that they look, they like do the scrapey thing and then you tap on them, you know, stuff like that. Just strange things that nobody else wants to do. You ever heard of Ed Grimley? No. Okay, look him up. Um, <laughs> did, did your, uh, uh, you know, your parents play music? I know your dad's got guitars everywhere. Absolutely. Well, wait. Do you mean like, do they play? Did they play music in the house, or do no, they play instruments? Instru- We're on my instruments. dad plays. I guess my whole family. My mom used to play the guitar. I believe she learned it from uh, my grandpa. And uh, my dad has an entire guitar collection. He wants to play the drums. He. I think he's still learning the violin. I don't know what the status on that is, but he was at one point learning the violin. And he has like a good six guitars in our house. I used to play piano. I played oboe and I was terrible at it. Um, for, for two years, I played oboe and I sucked. Uh, and then I played percussion and I was a little worse at it. I'm not good with my hands, so music isn't really my thing to play. I love listening to it. I'm just terrible at playing it. And my sister plays the flute and she used to play the piccolo. And I played piano. I think, did I mention the piano? You did. I did. Yeah, I played piano for a year. You ever try tap dancing? You can use your other appendages for making I would like to learn how to tap dance probably, yes. But I've never done it. <laughs> um, musical memories uh, associated with your grandparents? Uh, there's nothing, really. Okay. I can't really think of anything, honestly. Mm. What, what are your parents' favorite bands? Uh, Besides that's Manfolds? a really good question. Um, my dad's favorite bands are probably the Drive-By Truckers and the Mountain Goats. And my mom, um, I suppose they might be giants, might be up there. Cause oh, oh, that's a good musical memory. She always used to play the um, um, the choke. I don't remember what it was called. It was called like hey or something like that. Like some just yelling, as like the uh, name of it. And it was like a kids album from They Might Be oh, yeah, Giants. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she would always play those songs for me and my sister all the time, and we just ate it up. It was awesome. What's your uh, sister's musical tastes like? I suppose it's similar to mine. Um, her favorite band right now, it's from this, I believe it's her favorite. It's from this um, little fella. He's um, an internet personality by the name of Wilbur Soot. Um, Gwyn knows what I'm talking mm-hmm. about. He's, I've heard of them or I've him because him of to Gwyn. My father before Can you describe on- the style? <laughs> For those depressing. like myself that Mostly don't know, depressing. probably, probably <laughs> it's it's kind of like Ben Folds in a way. Would you? no. Well, then you describe <laughs> his it. His old stuff is like stuff that like I know I know Katie a lot. Um, his old stuff was a lot of acoustic because he only came out, but he recently came out. He's formed a band, and it's a lot of like a little bit hard, like not rock, of course, but like poppier, like pop rock. With, yeah, pop mm. like stuff yeah. like that that he started doing recently and yeah. I know yeah. She pop, knows pop, Katie pop, better pop, than pop. I know Katie really. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, uh what's the earliest musical memory you can recall if you had to dig deep deep in there? Uh not the one that uh we're going to use as a story then. No, probably. no, we're we're going for the story now. That's, oh, that's oh, what we I'm are doing going. now. That's, I'm, I'm that's, rebooting that that's question. That's the smooth transition. Yes. Um <laughs> when I was very very smooth. young, uh my mom used to According to her, at least. I don't remember it, but, you know, it's still a memory, technically, because she's told me that it happens. Um, That's like 1984's premise. <laughs> yes, it is. That's the premise of 1984. My mom is a fascist. Um, <laughs> <laughs> That's not what I was implying. Uh, <laughs> Asterisk, that is not what I was implying. That is not true. Uh, she always used to sing The Rainbow Connection from The Muppets to me. Uh, and, uh, due to that, both that song and the Muppets as a whole have always been a very big part of my life. And if you look at me, you can tell that that, like who I am has been kind of based off of how zany the Muppets are for our listeners. I'm wearing a variety of different colors (laughs) and a cardigan that features clowns on it. Yeah. 
Yes. Juggling clowns. Mm-hmm. What's Are that in doing? the middle? What's that? I mean, the, Ooh, the t-shirt. This is a t-shirt from the uh, musical artist Neutral Milk Hotel, which it, who is also really good. What's yeah. the uh, what's the symbolicness of that necklace? I have no. Oh, the necklace. Yeah. Which one? The thing I, hanging on the thing. Oh, I actually got this from my mom as well. This is a skate key, and these are hematite. I believe a skate key is used to simply like screw things on a skateboard. And the hematite, the the idea with hematite is that it breaks when it absorbs too much negative energy. And the last set of hematite that I had, I had like a ring that I got a really long time ago from a. My church did this thing that was like wizarding. It was it was a Harry Potter based camp hmm. at our church, and um, there was a thing where they progressive church. Yeah, yeah. It, they're they're cool. It's Unitarian Universalist. They don't uh, care. Yeah, yeah. D and D happens there. Mm, yeah, it, it did actually. We had a club. <laughs> it was terrible. Um, and uh, there was a thing. There was a class that I believe was like it was something based around crystals, and they gave us hematite. And the one that I had did not fit, so I. I left it in my desk for a really long time, and um, then, like, I suppose last year, excuse me, uh, I found it, and I put it on this, and I also found this necklace, and I put it on the necklace, and then, <coughs> pardon me, let me just take a sip of water. I ate a chicken breast with hot sauce before I came here, so my throat, if I burp, my throat is going to burn, um, but basically, oh, I lost my dream. Okay. Your ring. Yeah, the ring. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> this, this ring has been gone for a very long tangent. And I had it on my necklace for like a really long time. I almost lost it a couple times, which was terrible because I love this ring necklace for no apparent reason. And then um, I was recently in a production of Little Shop of Horrors at my high school. And um, before one of the shows started, I dropped the necklace on the ground and the hematite ring broke. And uh, I told my mom, and she was like, gee, that's sad. And then the next day, there was, like, a uh, keychain with, like, a crystal and these three beads of hematite on it, because there's three beads of hematite on my necklace. And then I put it on my backpack, I took it to school, and then I broke it. (laughs) So then I just took the hematite off, and I put it on this necklace, and it's been like that ever since. Absorbing all the negative energy. Hopefully. I don't don't know if I believe in that, but, you know, it's cool. Which Muppet would you be? Oh. That's a really good question. That's a that's an amazing question. Uh, speaking realistically, probably Scooter. But if I had to which, pick, which one's Scooter? Scooter. Oh, <laughs> we're getting some thumbs up from the booth. Thank you, uh, yeah, Scooter. I, I would definitely be Scooter. I, yeah. Yeah, I was gonna say I've, Scooter's one has got his shit together. Yes, he is. <laughs> well, if if Scooter if Scooter has his shit together, then I'm definitely I not would Scooter. See you as Gonzo. <laughs> oh wait, I was I forgot about Gonzo. I'm, I well I'm with, Gonzo. A, with some Fozzie thrown I, in. Yeah, Gon- yeah with Gonzo, Gonzo and Fozzie put together, that's very much that's, cool. Yeah. Gonzo stylistically, Fozzie personality wise, most definitely. Yeah. And I wish I could be Scooter. <laughs> and so, what about Kermit? So Kermit sings Rainbow Connection. This is like how mm. you be, are foundationally a Muppet person. I love Kermit. Um, so it's like Kermit, someone you admire. Um. Uh, not exactly. Funny thing about that, uh, I went to Disney a while back, and um, we were going around, and I uh, I saw this like this like tray of Kermit plushies, and I was like, I might be scared of that. I don't know if I want that in my home. Then I decided to, and I have a bunk bed, so I put it on my bottom bunk, and every night for like two years, I rushed up the ladder because I was afraid, and this was like. Three years. This was not a long time ago. Yeah, this was I'm a seven-year-old very... you. This was no. Yeah, I'm a very <laughs> frightful person to this day, and I would I would rush up the ladder out of fear that this um, creature, this Kermit, would grab me by the leg. I've maintained this fear for a really long time. Um, a while back, it was uh, the puppet from uh, the Goosebumps books. Uh-huh. I don't remember his name, but I was terrified that he would grab me. I've always had fears related to my bunk bed, actually. Like, it, it, you need to get rid of it. You ever it, thought about switching it out for a one bed? Uh, I have. I'm definitely going to do that eventually. But, like, my first fear was, like, I had a dream where there was this massive creature sleeping on my top bunk, so I was always afraid to go into my room. And then next, I read these, when I was younger, I read these comic books called Tintin. Which, in hindsight, a lot of it was, like, extremely racist. Like, there was a lot of stereotype in it. But in one of them, there was this guy that, like, would shoot these poison darts at people and it would make them go insane. And, um, due to that, uh, I was, uh, and he sh- and at a certain point in the book, he shot him, he shot it through a window into the back of a guy's neck. So for 
several years, I uh, I slept facing my window because I was afraid that that would happen to me. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, let's imagine a scary Kermit <laughs> singing this super sweet song. Uh, uh, Rainbow Connection. I think we all know it. We'll do a sing-along, maybe. It's from the 1979 film The Muppet Movie. <laughs> So what were you thinking about when you were listening to that? Not the fear that Kermit was going to grab my... <laughs> that, went in, that went in a direction that I did not mean for it to. I, that, this was meant to be a mom-centric story. This was, meant to be, this was meant to be like the heart warmer, and then we got into my deep childhood fears. <laughs> the show has a way of doing it. <laughs> uh, when was the last time you listened to it? I mean, you know, like, would you guys have put that on? Do you have records at the house or something? We do not. We have tons of records. My mom... I wouldn't say she's a hoarder, but she loves to collect things, and she has a massive record collection, and I assume that Rainbow Connection is in there somewhere. It's got to be. When would be the last time you listened to it somehow? Can you even remember when that would be? I don't think it was that long ago. Um, I remember that, like, um, I'm, I, I, liked, I fantasize a lot about, like, a lot of things that I think, hey, that'd be a cool cinematic moment. So, like, uh, I imagined, I talked about this with you, actually, Gwen, a, a long time ago. Um I feel like this would it's it's I feel like this would be a good kind of like Les Mis type of song oddly. Yeah. Like in the newer movie there's a a moment in this exact song where like um at a certain point there's like a drum solo kicks up and then everybody joins in and that would be a cool moment in like a protest film or something like that. That'd be cool. <laughs> and that's uh, I I liked I used to have it on one of my many massive playlists and I would listen to it and think of that and that's the best idea I've got as to the last time I listened to it, pretty much. Gwen, real quick, tell like the 30-second version of your story. Oh, uh, that I told... Um, that song, I also have pretty good memories with Rainbow Connection. I, uh, My mom's side of the family is Jewish, and so I celebrate Passover and stuff with them. And my cousin Evan and I are the like two babies, or we're two weeks apart, so we've like grown up there. And every Passover, they play that song. My cousin, who was on this podcast, usually plays uh, Danny. He plays the guitar, and it's kind of like our song as like the two kids that age and it's rainbow connection and it's very sweet so i have good memories with it too it's a sweet song it is a sweet song we had one other guest bring it uh, to their show um uh, tesla sage who i'm sure folks probably know um and i always like to throw it out there that the world needs more muppet energy Yes. Like the Muppet energy <laughs> is like bipartisan or something. I don't know. Absolutely. It's like, Everybody loves the Muppets. So I just like to always put that out there. More, more Muppet energy in the world. <laughs> Open it's, heart, silly soul. You got to try to hate the Muppets. You Open can't, heart, you can't just hate the Muppets naturally. <laughs> um, Jim Henson is a genius. Jim Henson <laughs> was Absolutely. a genius. He, he's amazing. He yes. was amazing. Mm. Uh, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he was. So, um, he's dead now. Uh, so uh, you play much Dungeons and Dragons? Um... If we could organize a session, then maybe. Uh, I'm I'm regrettably the forever DM in my group, which I don't I don't like being the DM. I find well, Torpen it Torpen also sometimes. Here, roll a twenty. Torpen's Tell us what you get. <laughs> oh no, he might listen to this. I'm sorry, Torben. You're okay. Roll, roll a DM. twenty. Tell me what you get. No, uh, that's a six. Six. That's high enough to start a game, right? Okay, we're gonna play a game of D and D. This is awesome. <laughs> I'm so excited. <laughs> Hey. <laughs> this is so cool. That's a really ominous box. That's the point. Should we stay in our headphones? We're going to go to that one, so let's move to one. Okay, okay we'll take our headphones off. <laughs> uh, introduce yourselves very quickly so that the, the listeners... Uh, starting with Declan. Uh, I'm, I'm Evob. I'm a high elf wizard. I am Trogdora. I am a dragonborn fighter champion. I am Bisquick, a shield dwarf. I am Gregelby. I am a high elf rogue. Okay. Uh, you've done several jobs before together and independently inside of the guild. A week ago, you were sent to fulfill a contract to investigate the year-old disappearance of another party. Uh, they themselves had been investigating local rumors of a lake monster in Bloomere Lake. It's a large lake east of the capital, uh, Norwich. It's the name of the capital city. Since the party's disappearance, there have been no reports of any monsters at the lake, and the king believes that they may have slain it and then kept some of the treasure for themselves rather than report back. 
Uh, so he's he wants to find out like what happened. Uh, after exploring an underground cavern, cavern, you found the remains of the missing party, as well as that of a dragon. Dead oh. dragon. Remains. Yeah. Sure, dragon carcass. <laughs> yes. How mysterious. Oh. How mysterious. <laughs> Indeed. Uh, among the remains are a few valuables now in your possession. So any special weapons or items that you do see in your inventory, this is where you got them. Um, as well as a strange translucent cube. Um, on your way back to report to the king, you spend the night at an inn uh, and tavern a few hours outside the city proper, rather than risk the more dangerous night travel. However, you are awakened by a, awakened by a slim, short man uh, dressed in clothes that would best be described as, let's say, ninja formal wear. Uh, <laughs> He identifies himself simply as Horus, a messenger for the king. Horus explains that the artifact you're in possession of is valuable and, more importantly, dangerous. It must be brought to safekeeping within the walls of the castle where the royal wizards can study it safely and the royal guard can ensure its protection. He goes on to give two final instructions for your evening. First, you must pack and leave immediately. As there are other forces that he refuses to name, that would also seek this artifact. They might already be en route, so you gotta leave quickly. Secondly, in the event that those forces are not aware of this, you're gonna travel covertly, so as to not give away your cargo. Car yeah. Uh, and then a final warning, he says, as we leave, move swiftly, there is a storm coming. Okay. Gestures general, like literally two storm clouds that begin to blot out the moon. Oh. <laughs> hey, Richard here. Just letting you know that the full version of this D&D adventure is available for download right now at threesongstories.org or wherever you downloaded this episode of the podcast. It's about an hour long, so here in this show, we're going to play just like a highlight reel so you can see how it went. We had a blast. Hope you enjoy. That Horace, that might not really be a good idea, actually, like... That you... As, as, you, as you inform him, uh, advise him on this... He's, his boot is already out, kicking into the side of his beggar child. Oh! Roll for initiative. Ah! Here we go. Oh. Eight. Ten. Five. Twelve, nine, eight, We five. are on our heels. Like yeah. this. Okay. Ow! <laughs> and then I cast, I would like, I, I'd like to cast Firebolt. <laughs> I would like to lunge at her with my longsword. Mm-hmm aggressively to attack but also plead reasoning. I feel like there was a I feel like there was a miscommunication here. I'd like to can we talk this out? I was so <laughs> polite to her. I got a natural 20. The part of Trogdora will now be played by Jared the intern Gonzalez. I am still Trogdora. This quick the moderate barbarian. The moderate barbarian. Yes. <laughs> I can rage moderately. So, so this puts you <laughs> I'm really sorry about this. <laughs> so, so it's mostly theater. Really, like, yeah. You missed. Wild, so I missed. Wild, wild, yeah. Wild, wildly. Um, you. So she's bigger than you than she was a second ago. She's growing. And the three of you who are adjacent to her, um, get pushed back a couple of feet as by like her literal as, presence as the shape of her morphs <laughs> and rounds. And before you know it. You're looking at a silver dragon. I'm on fire. So you're gonna take. That's because I'm hot. You're gonna take. I'm hot, baby. Five, you step on her tail. Great. You slip and you fall. I'm sure it hits something somewhere. Off in the distance, you hear somebody go. Oh. You hear. <laughs> you, saw, you saw the dragonborn fighter just like like Benny Hill just. I'm gonna try to chop the end of her tail off. You're at four. Yeah. You go down. <laughs> I'm Funk. so sorry. Uh, Trogdora is like like rubbing the chest and breathing in the mouth, and like and your eyes flutter open, and you're like, "Thank you." Thunk. <laughs> I just look. Guys, this is a problem. <laughs> I'm gonna need a lot of dice for this. The king says it has already shed blood. Mm-hmm. Yeah, clearly, my my friend down here is almost dead. Okay. I did nothing. <laughs> this man wants to destroy our kind. I just look him straight in the face and just lift the, the Tesseract right behind me. <laughs> so, okay. so the dragon the can just take it. Fire on them. 
Listen, a and dragon's way more scary than a king. You see the form of a dwarf, a dragonborn, and two elves running up the street towards this cluster of guards. Oh. Doubles. How sneaky. Doubles. How sly. She takes off down the street, right? But mm. by the time the guards along the wall have lit their lanterns, you're outside of the city. I am too weak to travel alone Aww. now. We got a new party Will member. You take me. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. If, if you sure. Insist. Okay. <laughs> Congratulations, everybody. You've survived the dragon key. Hey. <laughs> so, um, listeners, we've just departed from the train and done a little Dungeons we're and Dragonsing. Uh, Tara's gone, Richard's gone, but we're back here. So, yes. um, we've just come out of Rainbow Connection. We are doing a podcast called Three Song Stories. Um, <laughs> have you Remember? ever owned any music that had physical form that you identified with that was yours? Uh, or are you, you young enough that you just, like a tape or a CD or a record that I was yours? I have a very small record collection that I keep under my desk in the bottom floor of my bookshelf because my bookshelf is pressed right up against my desk so I can What get... was the first one that you added to your collection? I guess technically the first one would be like the, um, the soundtrack to the movie Bohemian Rhapsody because my mom got me that and I was like, I might as well make a collection now. So then I just stole a bunch from her. Do you have the ability to play uh, records yourself, or do you have to go nope. use the, the family system? I have to use the family record player, yes. My sister has one. I don't. When your parents are gone and it's just you or you and your sister, do you ever just jam out to albums? Uh, um, not on a record player, but sometimes something that I like. I'm, 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 very, I'm pretty big into musical theater, so sometimes what I will do is I'll, like, I'll pick a musical theater song, and then I will, while nobody is home, just like, I don't, ha I don't get very many opportunities to sing in a situation where I'm comfortable. So when nobody is home, I may, I may just pick a musical theater song and then just sing it, like, while walking around my house. Just and like, belting. Doing impromptu choreography. <laughs> <laughs> Do you ever film yourself doing that? Absolutely not. Okay. Do you ever share that on your, like, whatever, your TikTok or anything like that? <laughs> no, I do not. <laughs> Look at the face oh. Gwen's making. My most recent video on TikTok is me just petting my cat, like, just going Like a, like a barbarian who's raging. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, so you guys go to, but you, but you too, Gwen, you guys go to the Cypress Lake Center for the Arts. Yes. Um, theater majors. Theater majors. Theater majors, full life. So what was your first, uh, like, primary role in a musical theater production? My first role was, oh, I don't remember his name. It's the second oldest brother. No, there's, there's only two brothers. The second oldest sibling in Peter Pan. Oh. The one with the hat. I didn't have a hat, though. But I was the second oldest one. The one with one. the glasses? Yes, hat and glasses, that one. Uh, what? Give me a second. John. Um, I think it might be John. But he's not, that's like not a major role. When, when was the first time you had like a lead role? Oh, like a, lead, a main, a main lead, character. A lead, a lead role or a main character But he role. was a lead role. Like was I was he? in almost everything. John okay. or Michael? Where, where was that? It was John. It was at the Florida Rep. That's where I had a lot John of my Darling. early roles. John Darling. Yeah, there, it was the Darling family and I played John. What's the favorite role you've ever played? Oh, that's really difficult. Not because I like them all, because like most of them, like once once I once I'm in a musical, I'm sick of it afterwards. Like it's not like oh my goodness, I love that so much. I'm gonna miss that. You're like thank God. Yeah, it's like ugh, I'm never gonna listen to that musical ever again because yeah. I'll just associate it with work. Um, mm. uh, that's a really difficult question. It's probably something more recent, I suppose. Um, honestly, I was in. It was teetering. For the listeners, I had a uh, tower of water bottles that I was very proud of. It was and not to fall um, over. I didn't want it to crash. My co-guest, Guinevere Bortnicker-Kanairi, <laughs> just ruined it. <laughs> You're in trouble. You said your name. Yeah, didn't your didn't have the middle name. name. It's not full trouble. Guinevere Khala. Why did you say it? That's not how you say it. Honestly, I, I, I was in the ensemble for a production of Godspell at the Florida Rap, and that might have been my favorite role. It was just... It was very loosey-goosey and fun because it was Godspell, and Godspell is a very loosey-goosey show. So I saw that fun. show. I also saw awesome. that show. You guys did really well. It was really enjoyable it was to be in. It was, but that's just because of the musical. <laughs> it was a great time. If you had to guess how many uh, musicals you've been in overall. <sighs> that's a lot. <clears throat> um, I used to do like four Florida rep camps per summer, and I've been going there since like fifth grade. So, um, hmm. 
What about just full length, like, act, like well, not those, camps? You mean like, well, here's the thing. Do you, when, when you say that, do you mean not junior versions? Because those no. were like full productions. No, no just, but, just overall, like the listener's not going to discern say between at the junior versions. least 15. At least 15? Yes. Um, when you got to high school, you went to Fort Myers High School at first because you tried to turn your back yeah. on theater. Is that a fair assessment? It is an absolutely accurate assessment. Mm-hmm. I, uh, at the end of my eighth grade year, I was like, I'm never doing theater again. Why? I don't know. What, what made you I decide say? that you were going to transfer over to Cyprus and pick your theater back up? I did not like Fort Myers. And I pushed really <laughs> hard. My biggest regret in life is not staying at Cyprus and is not going to Cyprus in my first year as well. Give it time. You'll have bigger regrets. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, slow dance. Have you slow danced? You know, done the, the slow dance no. shuffle? I don't like dancing. You don't like dancing? <laughs> no. You said you might like to learn tap dancing. Well, that's because it'd be a nice skill to have for, like, auditions and stuff. Ah, I tap dance. So, no slow dancing. I've never slow danced before, no. Karaoke? Do I just do it? Have you done karaoke? In the past. I actually did karaoke for a choir project. Like, um, as projects, you would just be like, pick a song, come in, and sing it karaoke. And then we did it. And um, I sang, um, oh, it's from Nonstop Autoerotic Cabaret. Uh, sometimes I feel I've got to bump my... That one. Don't remember the name. It's on the tip of my tongue. I know this, yeah. Uh, it's like one of those one-hit wonder songs. Yeah, yeah pretty much. <laughs> um, that. Are you comfortable singing Tainted in Love of... by Scorpions, Thank man. Thank you. Tainted Love, yes, that really? was it. Are you, uh, you know, you've done a lot of singing on stage. Are you comfortable singing on stage, or is that the least favorite part I'm of your being on stage com- time? Sorry. I'm actually more comfortable singing on stage than I am during rehearsal time, because they can't, because in the, when I'm up on stage and the lights are shining on me, I can't see the audience. I don't know what they're thinking. And at that point, it doesn't matter, because, like, what happens happens in a, in a legit performance. But in, like, a rehearsal, if I screw up, then everybody's just like, ooh, and then the director's like, hey, buddy. Can you get that under control? But when it's a show, everybody's just like, oh, it's a fluke. I mean, well, they, they, it's, and it's live. The train's going to just keep going. Yeah, so, it's yeah. The, we're not stopping to fix it, which, which would just be more embarrassing. We're, we're just going to be like, ah, blah, 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 you know, which feels way better. Do you have a dream role that you'd like to be able to play someday? Yes. What? Uh, Mark Cohen from, from Rent is probably my oh dream my role. Oh, my gosh, yes. Yeah. He could, if no one, if people don't know Rent, he could fit the role very well. I think, mm. I believe, from what I've seen him perform and how, who he is. So when you were a kid, what did you want to be when you grew up? I had no idea. <laughs> I did not know what I wanted to be for most of my life. You're still kind of a kid, so where are you at now? I don't know. Still don't Recently, know. Recently, I wanted okay. to be like a history professor, but huh. now I'm not sure. Hmm. Yeah. Do you aspire to go away to college and do theater for like, you know, pursuit of jobs potentially or is that theater always going to stay adjacent to your other I would pursuits? like doing a theater job Hon- yeah. well honestly at this point what I would love to do is be a stand-up comedian but I don't know if I'm capable of that or You're funny have you tried it no <laughs> try writing down some jokes you guys should start a stand-up club at Cyprus we're not gonna that's start a terrible a idea that's such a bad idea we get bullied we and, would get and, bullied and I'm friend, already in the our, theater and our friend and our friend she wants to start a chess club and she'd probably get bullied less than we would for starting a stand-up yeah. club you can mix the two stand-up theater chess that's a terrible that stand-up comedy, comedy it gives chess. you more material if you get bullied um Explain for our listeners what the what Cypress Lake Center for the Arts is, because it's kind of like it's a it's a different kind of high school. Um, how it works is basically like for if you audition and you get in, you can get into either the theater department, the music department, the uh, choir department, the visual arts department, or the media arts department, or the dance department, or band, or band. And if you get into any of those departments, then basically um, most of your electives are taken up by classes where you will walk over to this separate building that isn't that far away. It is still on the campus, but it's like separate. And you walk over there and you have classes over there for like, uh, I'd say two to three of your electives are those classes rather than any other elective that you would have. And uh, you get a certification at the end of your time there if you have completed all the classes, which some people can't, but most people do. Um, luckily I should be able to, even though I came here, um, I saw there my sophomore year and, uh, basically you do that and you learn whichever thing you are in and then you graduate. 
And it's got like a cool, proper black black box theater. It's got uh, a cool, yes. proper big theater stage. It's it's. We it's use pretty... the auditorium. Um, we have a black box. Yeah, that's where most of the theater classes happen in the black, except theater history, which has moved around a lot this year. Yeah, yeah. it's the first year G usually teaches it, which is G is our uh, theater yes. teacher for the center. And uh, oh, I can't hear out of this ear. Um, and I fixed it. It I didn't <laughs> fix it. It fixed itself. But this year he started teaching AP, uh, what's it called? AP Computer, Computer Science. Science. Yeah. And so Nerd. he, instead of teaching theater history, now Miss Burnham, one of the dance teachers, is. And mm. she's a nice lady. She she's just, nice. it's her first year doing it. Yeah. And it's kind of moving around a lot and like being built. She is inexperienced. Class, so, that's yeah. it. She's mm-hmm. used to teaching. I think she's partially, definitely used to like dance turnarounds, you yeah. know? Where like she's like, she thinks, I think she most likely thinks that, like, dance works in a similar way of theater where, like, the kids go home and learn it in a night and then they do it the next day. Yeah, but that's like, really not. <laughs> yeah. In the past, she's been like, uh, okay, we're going to do a performance, have it memorized by the end of this week. And everybody's like, whoa. We have three whoa. other, we have two other theater classes and we're all doing other stuff in those too. And yeah. along with our AP or and honors or and stuff classes. And so it's like, yeah. whoa there. It's a lot. <laughs> But she's 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 a nice teacher yeah. and a nice and a nice a nice lady. Any relation to Bo? No. <laughs> Her name's Miss Burnham. No. Oh. <laughs> spelled differently? It, it took it. Ha! I don't think it's spelled differently, but no. It took a second for my brain to figure <laughs> out what you were saying. Oh, I like to keep you moving. Um okay, it's time for <laughs> your second time for your second song, Declan. Oh. Uh, this is, um, Brazil, right? Yes. Yeah, okay, just making sure. So, basically, what Brazil is, it's written by Joff and Maria Moldauer. Moldauer. Don't ask me who those people are, I don't know. Uh, but this is also the theme song for one of my favorite movies of all time, of the same name, it's called Brazil. When you listen to this song, you will notice that it is nothing like the movie, as I'm about to describe it. The movie is about this man who falls in love with a woman that he saw in his dream, uh, in, in this dream where he's flying around and he sees her, like, in a cage. And um, he wakes up from this dream, and it's revealed that he's in this post-apocalyptic, horrific, dystopian society where basically everything is bureaucracy. Nothing is easy for anybody. Um, the government is incredibly, like, they, they all look at you, you know, like, typical stuff like that. It's very interesting. And what he basically finds out is that um, he goes to this apartment. Well, I apologize. Let me take it back a little bit. There's this guy named um, Robert. I believe his name is Robert Tuttle. Mm-hmm. And um, he, um, there's a typo uh, at. Um, a fly this, falls into a typewriter. A fly does. A fly falls into a typewriter, resulting in his name being written as uh, Robert Buttle. And Robert Buttle is a freelance air condition repairman i believe and basically then they go to robert tuttle's house kidnap him and kill him and that's how the movie starts it starts with um this pan over like this nice tuttle home and then uh the swat team comes in they tie him up and then they make him sign a waiver (laughs) and then they take him off and presumably kill him and then the main character he comes to um reimburse the family for the mistake that was made of course they refer to it as a mistake the mistake was a person's life which is you know the point so they get there so he gets there and he's like hey um you want to sign this form and take this check and she's like what have you done with his body except it's far more dramatic than that and then uh the woman that he saw in his dream uh looks down through a hole in the roof because the uh, SWAT team came in through a hole in the roof and uh she's like are you okay and then he's like i know who you are and then he basically like chases her throughout this world getting mixed up in a variety of scraps with the government his mom is insane she's obsessed with plastic surgery uh one of my favorite scenes take place takes place in a fancy restaurant where in the middle of it a bomb goes off and then they like um these waiters come over and like put up a screen to block them from seeing the all the dying people it's it's uh, it's a real. How old time. were you when you first saw this movie? It was like two years ago. Oh, okay, Nothing. so not that oh, long. Ago, another cause... thing about it: the ending is sad, and I never made it through until very recently. And when I saw the ending, I hated it <laughs> so much. <laughs> but I have, I haven't seen it. I haven't seen it all the way through in a while. But I think I've come around to it. 
I think I I think I'm okay with the ending. He tried to show me it, and I fell asleep. So. And and yeah. and you picked this song because it's your favorite movie. Yes, precisely. Okay, should we listen to it? If you I'll weigh to. in more on Brazil after. Sure, but you... I think we should listen to it now. Yeah. What do you okay. think, Gwen? Sure. Yes. Okay. Uh, the song is called Brazil. The movie's called Brazil. It was released back in 1968. You probably don't even know this on an album called Pottery Pie. I did know that actually because it's on the album cover. Oh, mm-hmm. well, there you go. Play it, Jared the intern. You said earlier you didn't like to dance. You just mean like dance with with other people, slowly. Um, well, the thing, I would love to slow dance. Slow dancing would probably be awesome. I don't like to dance to songs that I don't know. Okay. And at most dances, I don't know any of the songs. Because I, I don't know mid-2000s pop songs. And that's all they play. <laughs> at all of true. them. Yeah. You guys should, like, have your own dance. You yeah. guys should, like, host a dance for cool kids with music that makes sense. The only people who would show up are friends. <laughs> yeah. Well, here's the thing, Gwen. You know all the songs. I do know. Because you were dancing. I w- well, yeah. I l- we went to. Well, yeah. I've listened to the radio. I don't. You guys went to a, what's it called? A quinceanera? Quinceanera. Yes, of our, for our friend. That for was our friend a, Emma. A, a, she turned a raging 15. party. A quinceanera. Ah, thank you, Jared. <laughs> yes, thank you, Jared. It was very fun. Emma looked very pretty. That's true. He sat on a bench. <laughs> I in did. the part outside of the I like, sat on a main bench area and while tiny wings on my phone while all of me and the rest of our friends danced to songs and had I fun. I danced for Don't say that. That <laughs> makes me feel so bad. It's okay. <laughs> you played you, what on your phone? It's it's this game called Tiny Wings. Um you're a bird and uh you can either like go down real fast or just let it go. And basically what you got to do is you got to go from island to island real quick. It's hard. It's very difficult to describe. And it probably sounds like I'm insane or something. Or no. It doesn't make sense. We are, we're all insane these days. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, over the th- course of this show, we've had a number of songs from video games come up. Mm-hmm. Because sometimes video games can have very impressive music. Is there any song or game that you have played that, you know, music resonates from that game for you? Nothing? I don't You're listen, looking at me like I don't no. play video games with music. I watch YouTube videos the whole time. Yeah. Gotcha. I meant like the video game that has the music in it. Like oh. part of the soundtrack of the video game. <laughs> oh. Like Final Fantasy is the one that comes up a lot. Have you ever played Final oh, Fantasy? Oh, Final Fantasy nope. VII has one of the best soundtracks okay. in gaming history. Okay, we're no. missing we're missing on that one. Okay, no. so we're gonna move I, on. I, I, music in games doesn't appeal to me. I'm I'm gameplay all pretty much. Okay, yeah. so the two of you, I want you to explain for us old people what Discord is and how you use it. <laughs> Is this because I'm on it? I'm on it literally every day. I, it's, okay. because, it's because I've mentioned it's, it's, multiple times. As far times. as I can tell, it's sort of your primary in, interface mm-hmm. for gaming and communicating with your friends and groups of friends. Is I'm that the only, and I just started learning how to use Discord, and I'm still not that good at it. Mm-hmm. It's, you don't have to yeah, be good at it. You know what Skype is? Yes. So, um, you can, so either you can Skype call with somebody. Video calls. Or you can create a certain... Video call, you can make it a video call or it could simply be a voice call. Okay. And basic, or you can create a server in which there are several voice channels and text channels. And people can join those voice channels at any time and stay in there for as long as they want. As long as they have permission? I mean, do they have to have the ability? They have to be in the server. Right. Yeah, they understand. Some of them, to come to the server. For some of the, the voice, there's an option to make the voice channels, you need certain permissions to get into them. But with most servers, it's just like personal servers with friends that everybody can go into everything. And so it's like if we're playing a game or we want to do something as a group or we all just want to talk, we all join the same voice channel and yeah. people can turn on their cameras if they want. But most of the time it's just voice. Yes. And, we can and you all can talk. game together through it, right? Yeah, and uh, you, can share... you don't need it, but mm-hmm. it helps, obviously, yeah, it because helps you can you talk communicate, to each other. And you can share your screen. And so if someone's playing a video game and everyone else wants to watch, yeah. we can watch them play yeah. the video like game. Our, like our friend Jazz loves to watch um, us play video games. I'm a and big, so. I think uh, video games are spectator sport for me as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's just a way of like communicating with multiple people yes. at once and like doing Rather all than that. Having to do like yeah. a group call or something. And can there's you... also a text channel, so you can like type in there. It's like a group chat. Mm. And can you imagine like what the pandemic experience would have been like in a world without something like that? A I lot would, worse. It would have been so much worse. A lot more boring. I probably yeah. would have. 
Probably read a lot of books. Just, no, I don't read. <laughs> I would have just played video games on my own. Oh, so at least it was communicative. A lot less communication, mm-hmm. a lot less like spending time with your friends over yeah. via like Discord. Obviously. When you guys did the, the learning from home through your computers thing, if they had used Discord I as their as did. their foundational basis, would it have made that whole experience much better? I mean, do you, can you imagine like know. teachers having used like Discord style I, inter- interface? I feel like it would have made it feel less like you know a but social I, thing and more like oh, I gotta go on. Well, Discord. yeah, sh- and every well, sure, but would it have it, been more effective than what they used? I, I think, think it might be that, likely. I, yeah, because yeah, Gwen Zoom, has a stronger opinion about this. Zoom. I think it one hundred percent would have been more than Zoom because Zoom crashes a lot and has a lot of problems. Discord, it seems a little complicated, but once you get used to it, it's easy. And there could be different channels for each classroom class. And it's just like you have to join at certain times. And it's let, you don't have to like click a link and sign in and all that. You just click on the thing and you're in the class. You can yeah. mute yourself. You can turn on your camera or turn off. It's And it was already there with all like the pre-existing stuff rather than them having to like build off of with Zoom. Yeah, they didn't need a it, whole new thing to do. Yeah, it, it would have been. And it's a lot quicker because it's such a popular thing. And like it's been doing yeah. it for years. Most Discord's people been, probably already have it. Like our yeah. language arts teacher from eighth grade has Discord. <laughs> yeah, Discord's been refined yeah. for a while because it's so popular. And so it would already have been not as many bugs and stuff stuff and it would have been quicker and like better and you can still share your screen and do all the stuff that you can do on zoom that's but what i think go ahead go ahead Jared. wouldn't you th- i i feel like discord is a lot more casual uh, or like the vibe is just a lot more casual than what it needs to be for school i think well, people just point. start treating you know discord classes as like like a normal thing and not take it as seriously. That's how well, I see yeah, it. Yeah, but that people kind of, still don't take like Zoom classes as seriously. That was kind we're of what in I was pand- we're, Like it's a different environment. Computer. That's it's, what I'm saying. I, I, we both did online classes in the beginning yeah. of this year for the first quarter and I did not like it at all. That's and fair. I just think that it would have been, there were a lot of problems and I think that if they started with Discord and like Discord could have worked with schools to make maybe like better on some parts for schooling in specific settings, but I think it would have been a lot better if they did Discord. A lot of my friends have talked about this before. Mm. With- what I was thinking was, like, either people would, like, associate Discord with school and that would become be a bad – and that would be, like, oh, I got to get on Discord. And that would, like, make people want to go on it less and make, like, people want to, ergo, like, talk to their friends on that less, which is the easiest way to do it. Or it would make people take their classes less seriously. I think – I think doing a new site was probably a good decision in the long run, like, for a variety of reasons. I at least did. I didn't take my classes seriously when Me I was neither. on Zoom. I would and walk so in your room and you'd be asleep. I would be asleep Like, are you classes. between classes? No. I would t- <laughs> turn off your camera, turn off your microphone, fall asleep, do the classwork later. Boom. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's how it went, basically. Okay. Well, I just, I, I... I mean, I didn't skip all of my classes. I skipped, like, the ones where, like, there wasn't anything to do. Yeah. Yeah. I just I noticed it. I've I've kind of explored it, and it just seems like a, a, more, a stronger platform. Mm-hmm. Like what we use for work and stuff is you know Zoom and Microsoft Teams and things like that. And it just seems like that's all tied together in one in a way that would have been better for everybody. No, next pandemic, we'll use mm. it next time. Around. <laughs> um, don't don't do don't do Amis. Do you have a nickname? My dad calls me Monkey sometimes. Monkey Lou Deck. Lou Deck. Mm, there's a lot. I don't remember all of them. Do you have a nickname for him? Declan's no. just called Declan. I don't I don't have nicknames. What's your middle friends. name? James. Jack. Oh, it's lame. Yeah. <laughs> so normal. It's not it's not like anything. Nothing cool. fun. You know what mine is? Tedford. Tedford. That's a that's a great solid, right? It'd be we, my, my NPR have, name. If only I was have, on NPR. We have somebody we go to school with who's uh it's Todd. Todd Todd. Todd. Aren't his full initials T T T? I th- at least his first and last. Is his real name Todrick? What's it? I don't you think know what? so. I, I Is th- his real name Todd? His name's Todd. No. <laughs> um, I, what I was going, what I was going with there was like I, re- I feel like I remember him having an interesting middle name, but I forgot it. So <laughs> we got to drop that. <laughs> we'll leave that right there. Yeah. Um, uh, if you were a championship wrestler, what song would you come into the arena on? Uh, Hello Darkness, my old friend. <laughs> okay, that's a recurring thing. I would walk in in like a black suit. <laughs> Um, do you have a TV theme song committed to memory that if we played it on YouTube, we could all sing together? Or do you even like watch TV I shows don't. with theme songs? See, this is a question that the younger you get, the harder it is I to answer. I barely Not watch any, like, TV. Disney shows from hey, when you were Jesse, younger. Hey, Jesse, come on. Oh, I can do I Hey, Carly. Jesse. Yeah, I, me and my family used to, me and my sister used to watch a ton of Hey, Jesse or Phineas and Ferb. My Phineas sister. and Ferb. 
<laughs> Jared, I think we're gonna. Do, I think we're gonna do Phineas and Ferb. Phineas. That's, that's I love choice. Phineas and Ferb. You guys take the lead. I'm sure I can get at least some of the lines. I know all the words. Love that. <laughs> love that platypus. Perry. <laughs> My favorite is uh, probably Belgeet and Buford. I love Doctor Doofenshmirtz. He's mm. a villain, but he still cares about his daughter a lot. Oh, yeah. He's a fantastic father because his parents were bad, and so he's like bad person but also mm. a really nice dad bring it there's a hundred and four days of summer vacation and school comes along just to end it so the annual problem for our generation is finding a good way to spend it like maybe building a rocket or fighting a mommy or climbing up the eiffel tower discovering something that doesn't exist hey or giving a monkey a shower surfing tidal waves creating nanobots or locating frankenstein Science brain. It's over here. Fighting a dodo bird, painting a continent, or driving your sister insane. Phineas! As you can see, there's a whole lot of stuff to do before school starts this fall. So stick with us, cause Phineas and Ferb are gonna do it all. So stick with us, cause Phineas and Ferb are gonna do it all. I forgot about that. <laughs> I just stepped out as quickly as I could at the beginning because I'm like, that's the best we've ever had on this show. You guys were great. Thank I you. love Phineas You guys had your own parts too. I like can't wait to Candace. hear it. It's like you rehearsed. <laughs> yeah, when, when I was when I was very young, I would watch Phineas and Ferb all day sometimes. And then when my mom came home, I would run up to her, give her a big hug, and say, "Mom, look, get." I would be like, "Mom, Doctor Doofenshmirtz." I would just describe what was happening in the episode there, and I could just see her like nodding. She was like, "Yeah." <laughs> Real cool, buddy. <laughs> um, back to Brazil. I forgot to mention. So do you know anything about like the other films that have been made by the guy that made Brazil? Who I know made Time Brazil? Bandits. Okay. The, time t- bandits. There's Time she- Bandits, Brazil, mm-hmm. and The Adventures of Baron von Munchausen. I don't know that. Are one. considered to be a strange trilogy by yeah. the filmmaker Terry Gilliam, mm-hmm. even though they don't resonate with each other at all. They're but check different. out Munchausen. Mm. And you so know, it's he's like a Brazil cinematic universe type of thing. Kind no, of. They're, they're I don't think they're. Different. I don't know. I, I can't. I've never been time able to Bandits understand is why. about he... like a little child who sure. is kidnapped by Time Bandits. Right. Time and Bandits was one of my, the, my first favorite movies I like when time I was Bandits. about 10. I, 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 I might have liked. I don't know. I like Brazil a lot, but I also really like Time Bandits. I have the Time Bandits map somewhere in my room at my dad's house. <laughs> yes, you do. That's awesome. So it, 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 it's underneath all your clothes. Listen. No, stop. <laughs> <laughs> is it like a, a Robert De Niro or not? not yeah, Robert, Robert De, Niro. De Niro's in Brazil. He is. He is. But um, yeah, I don't know who Robert De Niro is. <laughs> the, the old guy, the old guy that everybody loves in every movie. Oh, that's so good. Which the one teen was he? Pilot editions paying off. Which one was Robert De Niro? He was like he's like the the main uh, plumber guy. Okay, I'm gonna try to show oh. you a picture. Oh, I think that's true. I'm gonna try to show you a picture. Okay, I know, I know who you mean. It was the. And you know the yeah, guy that, that makes like those him. is yeah. one of the one of the Monty Python guys. So, oh, makes sense. <laughs> yes, it does. I like it. I checked out. Um, time for your third song. Okay. This one's the least interesting, really, in my opinion. Although it is two stories in one. Um, it's Dear Theodosia featuring Ben Folds from the Hamilton mixtape. Just in case you didn't have that exactly set up, it's very important. We got both do. versions. We have oh, the perfect. one from the mixtape, and we have a live Kennedy Center version uh, of the same two people singing. It's just live with I an think orchestra. It's irrelevant, whichever. You can do whichever Let's one. Let's do the you original want. one, the, yeah. just the mixtape one. Hamilton? So, uh, yes. Okay. So basically, um, first part of the story Hamilton. What is that, by the way? Uh, Hamilton is a musical written by Lin-Manuel oh, Miranda, yes. uh, which it details the life and times of Alexander Hamilton. Sounds exciting. And I hate it. <laughs> you hate it? Yes. I still haven't seen it. The jury's still out for it's me. It's on my Disney fam- Plus. Mm, my family saw it on Broadway, and leading up to that time, we listened to it every single day. So, and th- we had this game. Where, like, right as the song com- came on, we would have to guess what song it was. My sister was really good at it because, like, it would, like, sing her to sleep every night, basically. Like, she would plug it in and listen to Hamilton. But, like, it had – it. I think it made them more excited for it. But what it did to me was it made me hate it by the time we got there. So, like, it really just screwed up the experience. And the second part of the story, which is something that I've already detailed on, it features Ben Folds, who is like one of my favorite artists of all time. I got him from my mom. He's great. Declan and got me into Ben Folds. I did. I loved Ben I showed Folds. her Capable of Anything, and she was like, whoa. It's a really good song. It is very good. <laughs> Gwen went to a Ben Folds performance when she was two. I was going to go 
to a Ben Folds performance, and then COVID happened. Uh, I'd love to see him. Gwen in got to see Ben Folds at Bonnaroo when she was two. I. Cool. What's Bonnaroo? <laughs> it's a big music festival. Makes sense. Um, explain what the Hamilton mixtape is. Um, it's basically Hamilton, but with a bunch of popular artists. Like they, yeah. There's then basically so it's basically all the main songs from the perform from the musical yeah, done by pop done by, artists. done by popular artists and remixed. Yeah, it's there's a mixtape. there's uh, the song One Last Time. It's with George. One Last Time with George Washington sings it in the musical. Uh, Barack Obama is on the mixtape with it. He's in. He what? yeah. I didn't know he, that. He uh, says awesome. the speech. Yeah, he talks on it. He they got him because it was so popular. Like he Hamilton's didn't sing such a it? big thing. He didn't sing it. No, but there's the speech that uh, George Washington gives at the end after like at the very end. You know. Um. Mm. Yeah. He, they had Barack Obama say that. So anyway. when you saw it, when you were, you know, you were in New York, yeah. you're watching it on Broadway, hating it. Well, I didn't Basically. hate it. I just liked it less than I would have if it would if it had more build up and I didn't listen to it every day. Gotcha. Yeah. Have you watched it since it's been released on video? Uh, I, I no, but I saw it again at uh, Barbara B. Man like a couple of years ago. Uh, actually, on the day of my birthday, I believe. Well, shall we listen to this song? We shall. Uh, Regina Spector and Ben Folds performing "Dear Theodosia" from the Hamilton mixtape. Yeah, you'll blow us all away. Um, Ben Folds. Yes. Favorite song? (laughs) That's a really difficult question. Um, What popped in your head first? Theme from Dr. Pizer. Okay. Really cool. I just love the instrumental. It's, it's awesome. Um, I like, I like fantasizing about being in a band to it. Just being like, it's awesome. I want to be in a band. I want to be in a band. You guys are two thirds of Ben Folds 5. True. Just make we, are two, we are two thirds of Ben Folds Five, as it has three members. A little context for that song, actually. Uh, Dear Theodosia is basically Alexander Hamilton and Aaron Burr, who is the, I suppose, antagonist of the film, singing about how much they love their children. Uh, yeah. Aaron Burr's child is named Theodosia. Um, Alexander. Alexander Hamilton's, Hamilton's kid is named Philip. Yeah, and they're singing about how much they love their kids. Yeah, it's very sweet. Yes. I'm speechless. <laughs> I'm not your kid. I know, but one of you is. Um, um, favorite musical? Oh. <laughs> it used to be Little Shop, but then I was in a production of Little Shop. Oh, and it ruined it, right. Mm. Yep. <laughs> but it was a really fun show to be in. Uh... Rent. 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 Oh, wait. Hang on. Rent or... Mm, ooh, Rent or maybe Dogfight? Another good choice. Um, I don't even know Dogfight. Dogfight. It's uh, it's horribly sexist, but the songs are awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's about this group of um, Marines who are basically in their last night in town, and I believe San Francisco, right? I think so. That one of them describes it as Frisco at a certain point, which I think it's, I think that's San Francisco. But there's also a place in like nevada called frisco or arkansas or something like that one of those places they're associated in my mind and basically uh on the san francisco you're right thank you on like their last like night or week in town or something they have a party to go to and basically what they decide to do is host a dog fight where whoever brings the ugliest date to the party wins uh some money and the main character uh he gets this girl for the party but he ends up falling in love with her yeah and that's the thing it's a very nice musical. It's good. The songs are good. Also, a lot of tenor guys, so, you know. Not nice as in, like, nice, like, good. Not nice as in nice to women. Nice yeah, as in good. It's, it's good to listen yeah. to. <laughs> have you been to many concerts? No, absolutely not. I have not. I've been to... Never a concert that I wanted to be at. <laughs> My parents make me go to things. They used to make me go to a ton of things, but they've kind of chilled out with that. They'll just be like, do you want to go to this? And I'll be like... No, and they'll be like, "Are you sure?" And I'll be like, "Do you do I have a choice?" And they'll be like, "No," and then I'll go. Back before we knew each other, we, we were at we a shared, concert at the same time. Yeah, we shared a. Mm. Um, I think I talked in to you about grade. that. Yeah, yeah, that was. Uh, uh, don't remember. I remember. Wait, he's a guy he, from Drive By Truckers. He had like blonde hair. He was kind of buff. I believe. I can't believe I can't, I remember, can't his remember his name. I can't remember his name. But we Jason Isbell. Jason Isbell. Jason Isbell. It yeah. was your first concert. It was my first concert, and it was in sixth grade. It, it was back before I either didn't know about you, had never met you, or I disliked you greatly because I found you annoying. One of those two things. Mm. It was sixth most, grade. That's 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 how most people <laughs> feel when they first meet me. And yeah, yeah, you and Katie and your parents were. 
I was very sleepy. There. <laughs> I hate encores, especially when I don't want to be there. I'm just like, why isn't it over? We left earlier than that. We left I before we, well, we tried to beat the crowd, basically. And also I was like, can we go? Yeah. <laughs> and then they played my favorite song as we were walking out. It was mm-hmm. nice. Um, hmm. Band you'd like to see in concert. You know, I was about to say Ben Folds 5, but they've broken up. <laughs> um, ben Folds by himself is almost like Ben Folds Absolutely Ben Folds, pretty much, yeah. I would love to see Ben Folds in concert. Or maybe the Mountain Goats, because I... Well, oh, I'd love to I, see yeah, the I Mountain like, Goats. Yeah, I like the Mountain Goats. Um, my sister wants to see uh, Mother Mother in 2022, I'm and that's trying to get... all she can talk about with my family. I'm trying to get tickets. My mom says maybe. Yeah, my mom is also saying maybe. <laughs> Band you're most into right now, or musician. Ben Folds. <laughs> Besides Ben Folds. Oh. Uh, can I look at my playlist? Real yes, quick? of course. While you're looking, um, there's a, a CD that Ben, an album that Ben Folds put out called um, Naked Baby Photos. Very, it's, it's all unknown tracks, basically. I'll, I'll send you the MP3s for it. You can probably find them somewhere, but I it's didn't like, know about that. I thought you were talking about the song that he sang about COVID. All right. No, sorry. no, no. This is way back. This is early Ben Folds 5. Mm. <clears throat> All right, let's see what's most... If it's most recent, then I probably like it. Uh, what's the most... I guess I'm very I'm very into Neutral Milk Hotel right now, specifically... Um, oh, what's that album called? In the uh, Aeroplane Over the Sea. Specifically, I'm, I'm pretty into that right now because it's awesome, and I love the music, and it's really cool. Yeah. Jared, I want you to pull up a song. <laughs> oh, you're too much. What is it? <laughs> uh... It's called Satan is My Master by Ben Folds 5. Oh, God. <laughs> this is not what I expected. A lot of surprises today. Mm-hmm. It's only a minute and 34. We might just listen to the whole thing. Mm. This is the, the, this Naked Baby Photos, the second half of it is all some live, un, you know, like early days tracks of yeah. him. This one's live. I'm assuming it'll be on YouTube. He's giving a thumbs up. Play it. It's not on Apple Music. Let's listen to the up through the. This is like college years, Ben Folds, basically. Man, it's not on Apple Music, which sucks because then I can't add it to my playlists. It's probably not on Apple Music because it's called Naked Baby Photos. It's just, it's just a. Uh, I don't think they made many of the CD. It was just like I got it at like a record store. Mm, that sounds awesome. Three, four down to Satan. I throw one down to my voice. That <laughs> <laughs> changed. <laughs> wow. Okay, so there was that. <laughs> that was cool. Uh, Unexpected. If rock. you could broadcast a song into the head of every person on the planet simultaneously, which would you choose? You better say this song. <laughs> uh, ooh, the national anthem. <laughs> <laughs> what? How, how many times would it play? Just once. Oh, simultaneously. Well, that's a little different then, and a lot harder of a decision. You know what? No, I'd do the national anthem just because it would confuse people way more than any normal song. Who's national would. anthem? Yeah, America. America's oh, okay. national yeah, anthem. So, so every really person know. on the planet would, yeah, hear, would the just American, hear the American national people anthem. People in like England and stuff. And like, everybody what? would be like really confused. <laughs> and like it would probably spark some political controversy. I and would that think would really it fun. would. It would, it would be seen as an a, a, like, a audio weapon. Is America hypnotizing our people? They can certainly beam stuff into our heads. Yeah. You'd start a world war. That reminds me of Watchmen. Most people are like, mm. imagine you're like... National anthem. Why not? Never going to give you up by Rick Roll. Oh, Rick Roll. Every person. Nobody's yeah. said that yet. That's um, what I first think had, in my head. If you had to guess at what song you've listened to the most times in your life, what would it be? Oh, that's mm, that's so difficult. Um, might be Needing Getting by OK Go. Okay. Uh, is there any kind of songs that you'll avoid listening to entirely? Um, I try. I, I generally avoid country music because just because I don't think it'll appeal to me, but some of it does. Like, um, there's a song I like called Red Solo Cup. It's country music. It's pretty good. It's very catchy. Do you yeah. have any albums that you love in their entirety? 
rather than listening to stuff piecemeal. No, no. I do not have any albums that I love all of the songs on, pretty much. How do you listen to your music? Is it through Apple Music? Is it through Apple your music. phone? I, Apple Music? Yeah, because it's free because my dad works at the Apple. Well, it's not free. I think we get it at a discount, though, because yeah. my dad works at the Apple It's free for Apple you. It's free for me. Um, <laughs> do you? How do you listen to it when you're in your room? Do you have a Bluetooth speaker or something? I just got headphones. So it's I, pure headphones? My, headphone, my headphones are over on the table here. I wear them constantly, and I take them everywhere, and I, and I always have them on. It's a problem, pretty much. Yeah. Um, fourth song that almost made it to your list. You bu- you bumped one. You, it oh. was going to be a Journey song, you said, or what was? Oh yeah, I bumped. I was considering what to bump in the place of Brazil. I don't remember which Journey song it was. It's not important. It just had to be a Journey song. And basically, what it would have been is the story that I told you earlier about my history with music. Uh, I would have talked about like the quiet nights on the activity bus, which is what it was called on my way home. Basically, this next question, I don't know how well it's going to work with you because mm. you're 16. But what would your 14 year old self think of who you are today? What happened? <laughs> no, not, not, I'm, not, I'm really not sure. Um, what was I? Do you, what was I like at 14? Do you remember? Because I that do was not. Two years. What grade were we in? Eighth grade. Eighth grade. Oh. Um, <laughs> well, you what were starring. You, you, you were, were corky. No, what that was, was seventh grade. That's a uh, Corny Collins was Cor- seventh grade. Oh, yeah. Corky <laughs> Collins. You were, you were genie. You were genie in Aladdin in mm. eighth grade. I was um, not that different. That's why I, I was. That's what I was wondering. Um, why not go younger? Yeah, well, that's what I was going to say. Do you what even is? remember though? Can you even you know? Can you truncate that question and say what would six year old Declan think of who you are today? I don't remember why. I know. Like, I don't remember anything like, I thought when I was six. Right. That's yeah. that was what I was tr- trying to figure out. I would I would say like at this point maybe ten years old that's might be a good in between. Ten. Do you, you remember ten? Yeah. yeah, I remember that Declan. I don't remember. Okay. Well, that's pretty much the end of the road. Wow, look at that. We'll have to share that on social media. <laughs> yeah, it's a good um, if it's, t- it's time for you to recommend three people that you will oh. share this podcast with who you think mm-hmm. we could get on it. Okay. All right. Um, my recommendations are Matthew Morell. Uh, yes. Yeah. There's a name I know. middle school band teacher. Uh, yes. Michael Lynch, who yes. was my middle school There's a name teacher. I know. Mm-hmm. And uh, Carlos Robbins, who's a good friend of mine. And those are my choices. Okay. Yes. Well, make sure you... Get uh, in touch with Lynch and Morell somehow mm. and say, well, you got to do this because, you know, I've been pestering them since mm. you guys were in seventh grade yeah. or whatever. Oh, my. Yeah. Like, genuinely. <laughs> Carlos is also a very interesting guy. Yeah. All right. Now, now that we've done this three and a half hour thing, <laughs> do you have any final thoughts you'd like to leave us and our listeners with? Oh, I don't really think that much. <laughs> I, I generally Head avoid empty. it. I don't have a lot of deep thoughts. This was There's a like very... so many people nowadays. Yeah, this was a very, very, very deep, Jared. This was a very fun experience. Um, I liked being on it. Uh, hmm. Think about your your choices before you make them. If I could give advice to myself when I was younger, that what I would that would that would be what I would say. Just think more. Yeah. Cheers. Nice. Clink. Cool. We make three song stories in the studios of WGCU Public Radio on the campus of Florida Gulf Coast University in Fort Myers, Florida. Richard Chinqui is co-creator and producer. Tara Callaghan is online content producer and host. Chris Duffus is executive producer. Jared the Intern Gonzalez directed today's show. Our theme song was created by Dave 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 Cowan and Stick Martin at Monkey House Studio in St. Pete. This week's parting tune, I'm back in my old Subaru on the way to the station with Declan in the back seat. We're jamming out to the album Bargainville by Moxie Fruvis. It's easily my most listened to album of all time, and the first thing my daughter Gwen and I bonded over musically. Declan sat politely in the back seat as it played, both Gwen and I wondering what he thought about it. He then said during this episode that King of Spain is the song that caught his attention, so that's today's parting tune. Keep listening. Next time on Three Song Stories. So all these kids were really scared of me. They call me the, <laughs> the weapon of mass destruction. <laughs> yeah.